Okay, Rabbi Isai, today's Friday. It's Aleph Kislev. It's Rish Chedesh Kislev. Yesterday we did our Rish Chedesh Kislev Zoyar. Between yesterday and today, I've taught the Zoyar a couple times more. I've thought about the Zoyar a couple times more. And Mitzvah Hashem, next year, Rish Chedesh Kislev, we're going to do the Zoyar again. Hopefully I'll do it better. But today we're doing a Maimit. Today we're doing a Maimit. We always do a Maimit on Friday. And the Maimorim that we are learning, as you know, are from Tafshin Mem Gimel, 1982 to 83. And uh, if you are a regular here, you are familiar with the program that every year Kislev, for the last five or six years, we start a new year of Maimorim Hasidus. That means, basically learning Maimorim of the Rebbe on Fridays, we did all the Maimorim of Mem Ches, Mem Zayin, Mem Vav, Mem Hei, Mem Dalit, and we have two more left from Mem Gimel. Which is an amazing achievement. It's really exciting. So, Mr. Shem, this is Kislev. We're going to start learning the Maimon of Tafshim Membeis. But there's no Maimon for this Shabbos. Shabbos, Parshish told us, has no Maimon. There's a, a Vayetze and a Vayishlach. And there's no Toilders. So, um, that left me with a choice. What do I do? So, I decided to do this Maimon. This is a Maimon from the very first year of the Rebbe's Nesias, and it's a Pesach Maimon of all things. The reason I chose the Maimed, it's actually two Maimedim that are a Hemshech, two Maimedim that are a series, but we're only going to learn the first one now. We're going to learn the second one on a later occasion, Mitzvah Shem. The reason I chose this Maimed is because this Maimed addresses the idea that Mashiach also, La Sovet Tzadikai Yufte. what motivated me to learn this Maimed is because in this Maimed, the Rebbe quotes the Zohar that says that Mashiach is going to teach Tzadikim how to do Tshuva. And if you've been here throughout this winter, you recall that we already had a couple of times the idea that the Rebbe speaks about the possibility that uh, even before Mashiach comes, Tzadikim could do Tshuva. So I decided to do this Maimed. So I announced earlier this week that we're going to do this Maimed, which is going to speak about Mashiach also. And then I sat down this morning to prepare. And guess what? It doesn't talk about Mashiach At the very end of the Maimed, the Rebbe talks about it. The next Maimed, which we're going to learn on a different occasion, or whenever we have another missed Maimed, we'll do it, talks much more about it. So here's what's going to happen. We're learning, let me put it to you straight. Because it's Friday, and Friday we'll learn a Maimed from the Rebbe. So this Friday we're learning this Maimed. We'll start it today. We'll finish it in Mitzah Hashem. Sunday. It's not a Maimed on the Parsha because there is no Maimed on the Parsha. The reason we're learning this Maimed is because of its discussion on Mashiach and specifically on the idea that Mashiach will teach Tzadikim how to do Tshuva. So without any further ado, let's start the Maimed. Okay, here we go. We're going to start learning the Maimed inside. And as you see, I put numbers into your text. So we're going to start, we're going to do one and then number two is on page which is the second sheet, I believe. Which is why I gave you both sheets, and I'm going to need them back, by the way, for Sunday. So the Maimah begins with the Pasuk. The Pasuk says about Mashiach, that Mashiach, or the Eivishter, is going to raise his hand over the river. And the meaning of the words, means with the power of his wind, and he'll slice it, he'll cut it into seven streams. Says the Rebbe, the Pasuk says, This is an allusion to Mashiach. As it says earlier in that sequence of Psukim, 
And the Rebbe quotes, A branch will step forward from the trunk, from the root of Yishai. And it will be a nature of, of formation from its roots that will, that will sprout or fruit. And this is going to be Mashiach. In other words, he's a descendant of David HaMelech. A spirit of Hashem will rest upon him. Ruach Chachmobin, a spirit of wisdom and understanding. Ruach Eitzu Gvura, a spirit of counsel and strength. Ruach Das, V'yiras Hashem, a spirit of knowledge and fear of heaven. And then it says, V'harichah V'yiras Hashem, he will smell Yiras Shamayim. And this means to say that V'leil Lemara Einov Yishpet, he is not going to judge by what he sees with his eyes. V'leil Lemishma Oznov Yechiyach, nor is he going to judge based and what he hears with his ears. But rather, how is he going to judge those who are poor with reyach, with smell? So you have a whole sequence of psukim that talks about Mashiach and describes Mashiach with a bunch of characteristics and a bunch of qualities. And the last of these qualities is the idea of reyach. So the Rebbe says, What does it mean that the Eibishter gives Mashiach a reach, a smell of Yiras Hashem, and the Rebbe answers, Om Razal, the Gemara says, what does it mean, Hashem, the Merach Vedoin, the Mashiach is going to smell and judge. The Mashiach is going to give a, sni- a sniff, a shmek, and he's going to judge. The question becomes, judging something means to have clarity. And the Rebbe's question is, O Mashiach in how can you associate judgment with smelling? Since when can you pass in a halacha by smelling? And then the Rebbe goes on to say that this smile of Merach Vidoyin is the greatest smile of Mashiach. So now, let me set up what's going to happen. Okay? The Rebbe quote, this is Achen Shal Pesach. So the Rebbe is quoting the Haftar of Achen Shal Pesach. And he's connecting it to Mashiach. And he says, Mashiach has a bunch of qualities. The last of those qualities is that he's a Merach Vadoin, he smells and he judges. The Rebbe shows and proves and argues that although Mashiach has many qualities, the greatest quality of Mashiach is this idea that he's a Merach, that he smells and he judges. And the Rebbe wants to understand since when can you judge by smelling and what is special about a judgment that comes from smell. This is the question. But this part of the Maimir we're doing on Sunday. We're going to do the other part of the Maimir. That after the Tater describes who Mashiach is, the pastor goes on to say that Mashiach is going to raise his hand and he's going to split the river into seven parts uh, with the force of his wind. In other words, in addition to who Mashiach is, there's the idea that Mashiach is going to be Bekeyah Sanar, Mashiach is going to split the river. So the part about Reach and Merach Vidoin will do on Sunday. What we're going to do now is the part about Vehenev Yadi Al Hanohar. So let's move now to page Samach Aleph, Sif Dalit. Okay, so I skipped a half a maimed. We're going to do this half a maimed in Mitzah Hashem uh, on Sunday. And we're going to continue over here, going back to Vehenev. What is the meaning of Mashiach comes, Mashiach raises his hand and he splits a river into seven parts. So the Rebbe says, I'll tell you the answer by asking you a different question. Well, in you know, the Teretz is, the he, it's well known. 
Shekshem Shein Yim Tzias Yamsu. When Yidden left Mitzrayim, they split. Meishar Abeinu split the Yamsuf, correct? When Meishar Abeinu split the Yamsuf, there were a couple of things that happened. First of all, he used a stick. And second of all, what he split was the ocean, was the Yam. And third of all, he split it into 12 parts. When Mashiach comes, Mashiach is going to use his hand, not a stick, that's the first thing. Second of all, Mashiach is going to split the river and not the sea. And third of all, he's going to split it into seven parts and not into 12 parts. And there are so many, my Mari Hasidis, that analyze these two concepts. What does it mean that when the Yidn left Egypt, Moshe Rabbeinu used a stick to split the yam into 12 parts? And what does it mean that when Mashiach comes, Mashiach is going to use his hand to split the river into seven parts? So the Rebbe says, before we talk differences, let's talk similarity. In other words, before we talk about what's the difference between what's called Kriyas Yamsuf and Bekiyas Hanad, let's talk about similarities. And he says like this, Yaduo we know, She'inyin, She'kshem, She'inyin, Kriyas Yamsuf, The splitting of the Yamsuf with the preparation for Matan Kach, similarly, Gam Bekiyas Hanad, The splitting of the river. When Mashiach comes, it's achono legili pinius atayra de Mashiach. It prepares the world to receiving Torah through Mashiach. In plain English, the Abishah did not split the yam to save Jews. He split the yam to prepare them for Torah. Says the Rebbe, when Mashiach comes, the Mashiach is going to split the river not to save Yidden, but to reveal Torah. The same side that they entered into they came out on the same side the Yidin went into the Yam and came out on the same side they were not worthy of crossing to the opposite side so the crossing of the Yam did not help their journey one bit and as far as punishing Egypt they could have found other ways of punishing Mitzrayim what was the reason for the Kriyas Yamsuf or the Teret says Inyan Kriyas Yamsuf why did the Ebesh put the Yamsuf it's Hachon Olamatan Teret to prepare us for the giving of the Teret the Rebbe goes through the classic idea Everybody knows the Medish. That Marshal the Melech was a king. Shagazar Yamri made a division. And he said, Bnei Raimi, the people live in the highlands. Lo Yedul Surya should not go down into the people living in the valley. Bnei Surya and the people living in the valley, La Yalul Raimi should not go to the people living in the highlands. So the Abish there, a king, makes a division, divides his nation in two, and says, If you live on the top, you can't go down. If you live on the bottom, you can't go up. And the same is true when the Abishtah created the world. He made a separation between heaven and earth. You could either be involved in holiness, in which case you have nothing to do with the world. Or you could be involved in worldliness, in which case you have nothing to do with holiness. Over Matan, a bit like Zayda, when the Abishtah gave us the Tate, he broke this decree for Amr and he announced, that those who are on high can descend below. Those who are below can ascend upward. Every Lavavacha Chassid this generation knows this medrash because the Rebbe has repeated it so many times. That's what happened when the Ebishter gave us the Tehra. 
before the Torah was given, the obvious practice all the mitzvahs, right? Page, Samach base, top of the page. But when the obvious practice the mitzvahs, the effect of the mitzvahs by the obvious was totally spiritual. Like we discussed so many times, Yanka Levina used sticks like film. When Yanka Levina finished using the sticks like film, he could use them for posts, for a fence. Because there was no Kedusha in the physical stick. When the Abishta gave us the Teda, what happened? A new idea. When a year does a mitzvah, it changes the physical thing. And not only does it change the physical thing, is there moreover that when the Abishta gave us the Teda, he created a potential. The idea that I can make a physical thing holy. Nasekvad already happens. Kasher buchen lasses by a mitzvah when a person is getting ready to do the mitzvah. A tedem shenasses by a mitzvah before he actually did it. You just took wood and you made a sukkah from it and you didn't yet sit in it and make the bracha and leishem a sukkah and sit in the sukkah. It's already potentially godly. Skip the parenthesis. So when the Abishta gave us the Torah, he changed the relationship between heaven and earth. We call this bitalagzeda, breaking the division. And now we say, instead of Yiddishkeit being spirituality, we say exactly the opposite. The ikir of Yiddishkeit is physicality, is maisa mitzvahs. Spirituality is a tuffle. The ikir is physical mitzvahs. Because now when you do a physical mitzvah, you bring the Abishta into the world. It says the Rebbe, five lines from the top of Samach Beis, this started when the Yam split. Because the Kriyas Yamsuf was a physical event, there's no question. The Abisha physically split the Yamsuf. The Abisha split the sea. However, the physical splitting of the sea was Bechinas Malchus Datsilus. The splitting Malchus of Atsilus. It, by splitting Malchus, it created a joining of the higher worlds and the lower worlds. Let me say this to you. There's two Maimadeh Chazal. One Maimadeh Chazal says that when the Abisha split the Yam, all the waters in the world split. And there's another Maimadeh Chazal says that when the Abisha split the Yam, the heavens opened, and all of the heavens opened. So the little children, remember that, little children would point upwards and they would say, to the Abisha, you know this. So Kriyas Yamsuf was not a way of saving Yidin from its time. It was a greatest Gilead Lakus. And what was the concept of the Gilead Lakus of Kriyas Yamsuf? To take two things that were completely opposite and join them together. What is a Yam? What is a Yam? A Yam is a bowl that holds water. You can have a little Yam, we call that a pool, yeah, or a mikveh. You can have a bigger Yam, we call that a lake. And you can have a gigantic yam. You call that an ocean. But whether a yam is a mikveh or a pool or a lake or an ocean, it's the same principle. It's a bowl, it's an it's a indentation in the earth, and the water sits there. So a yam accomplishes two things. The first thing that happens to a yam is all the waters that come from all the other places end up in the yam and they stay there. And the second thing is the yam holds the water and doesn't allow the water to go through to what's underneath the yam. And the nimshal is Malchus of Atzilus, is a yam. It collects all the waters from higher and it holds them 
So in the lower world, underneath Malchus of Atzilus, there's no water. So there's a separation between heaven and earth. Kriyas Yamsa, splitting the Yam, means to affect that this Yam, which is holding the water and not letting it go to the lower worlds, should now allow the waters to go to the lower worlds. And as a result, there's a joining of the higher worlds and the lower worlds. As it says, six lines from the top, Nasechibur, Atzilus Abiyah, creates a union between Atzilus and the lower world. And the Rebbe goes on to say, There's two opinions. And there's actually two psukim, right? What happened? Uvnei Yisrael Hochu, finish the pasuk. Uvnei Yisrael Hochu, Bayabosha Besechayam, right? Or Uvnei Yisrael Hochu, Besechayam Bayabosha, right? There's two different psukim. One pasuk says they went on the dry land in the Yam, and the other pasuk says they went into the Yam in the dry land. So the Rebbe brings a machlokes between the Arizal and the Zayah. And the Machlaikis with the Arizal Zayah is when the Abish split the Yam, did it mean that Atsilus came down to us? Or did it mean that we went up to Atsilus? According to the Arizal, it says Atsilus came down to the lower worlds. So that would mean Besechayom by Yabosha, the dry land had the Yam. And the Zayah says that Asiya rose up till Atsilus, and that would be. How the dry land went up into the Yam. So the Rebbe says there's two ways of understanding Kriyas Yamsuf. Atzilus comes down to us, or we go up to Atzilus. And then the Rebbe says in the parenthesis, they're not two opinions, they're both true. And he connects it to the idea in Elokusu Akel or Akel or Elokus. He connects it to the Mizit Shamaged and to the Alter Rebbe. So there's a lot of Kabbalah here, which I'm skipping. But the Nakuda that we have here is. The Kriyas Yamsa breaks a division. It either breaks a division that godliness comes out into our world, or it breaks a division that the world becomes one with godliness. So whether we say it this way, or we say it this way, Kriyas Yamsuf was not an event that was about saving Jewish people. Kriyas Yamsa was about revealing godliness. And then the Rebbe says, as a result of Kriyas Yamsa, the Ebishter gave us the Torah. And we've had this conversation over the years many times. We've talked about this Kama Bakama Pomim. That when the Yidin left Mitzrayim, the Ebishter made miracles. But in addition to the Ebishter making miracles, the Ebishter also did something which was not a nest. This second thing, which was not a nest, was simply for the sake of the Ebishter revealing himself. And this idea of the Ebishter revealing himself was for the sake of giving us a teyach to be yidin, to learn teyach and do mitzvahs. And because there are four events, I'm not going to give you arichas, four events, Makas Bechedes at midnight, Yitzhiyas Mitzayim at midday, Kriyas Yamsuf and Matan Four events, four great miracles that are really not about miracles, about the Eibishter revealing himself. Why does the Eibishter reveal himself? Because when the Eibishter gave us the Torah, he gave us himself, and when the Eibishter gave us the title, he gave us the Koyach to bring himself into the world. So the process of the Eibishter giving himself to us in the Torah, so that we should be able to bring, be, we should be able to bring the Eibishter into this world, required first Hashem revealing himself, and then later on revealing himself again, on a higher level and on a deeper level, until the Eibishter gave us the title. One of those events was Kriyas Yamsa. The Eibishter split the Yam, 
joining together the higher worlds and the lower worlds as a preparation for giving us Teda and Mitzvah, which joins together the higher worlds and the lower worlds. But this was what happened when Yidin left Mitzrayim. So let's talk this over. There's a yam, there's an ocean. It holds water. And by holding water, it doesn't let the water go underneath. So the idea of a yam is it conceals from the lower world what's in the higher world. And Kriyas Yamsov is breaking that concealment. Okay, now let's move on. When Mashiach comes, it's going to happen again. But when Mashiach comes, the Abish is not going to split the yam. Or I should say it a little bit differently. He's not going to split only the yam. When Mashiach comes, the Abish is going to split the Nohor. The Nohor means a river. Now, for the purposes of Kabbalah, I'm just going to say this straight. Yam is Malchus, Nohar is Bino. Now, what is a Nohar? What is a Nohar? A Nohar is a river. Right? The word Nohar actually means to run. The Nohar, the way of Kalagoyim. The word Nohar means to run from one point to another. So, what does a Nohar do? A Nohar is water running from here, from a high place to a low place. So, think about this. A Yam. A yam, a bowl, hides, right? It holds the water in itself and doesn't let the water through. What about a nohar? A nohar runs. A nohar faket. A nohar delivers water. A nohar is the opposite of a yam. The idea of a yam is to prevent the water from going outside of the yam. The whole idea of a nohar faket is to go from one point to another point. So a nohar cannot be seen in the same way that a yam is seen. Because a yam hides and the nohar reveals. So why would you need to split the nohar? To split the yam, we understand. Why? Because the idea of a yam, it holds the water inside itself. It doesn't let the water through. So you have to break it open. It should come down. But the whole idea of a nohar is that it's running from a place to a place. If the nohar is running from a place to a place, it's actually delivering water from a higher level to a lower level, which is a good thing. Why do you have to split the nohar? And the answer, in short, is because the Nahar hides the Mayan. When you see a river, you don't notice that it's coming from a, from a Mayan, from a fountain. Right? The Kabbalah is that the Nahar is Bina, and that the Mayan is Chochmah. Where does the waters of a river come from? From a spring. Where does the spring come from? Underneath the ground. The waters that are underneath the ground are called Mayim Chaim, living waters. And the waters underneath the ground are called Mayim Shein Lamsof, they're called infinite, correct? And of course, that's the concept of Yafutsu Mayon Nesecha Chutsa. What does it mean Yafutsu Mayon Nesecha Chutsa? That the Mayon, the fountain itself, should be revealed in Chutsa. So what is a Nohar? A Nohar is a body of water that carries water, reveals water from one place to another. But the Nohar has one very, very serious liability. Because you see the, the raging river and as raging and as powerful and as forceful as the river is it's still limited it prevents you from seeing the tiny little stream which is connected to the aim safe so a nahar also is hiding but a nahar is hiding in a very different way a yam hides by not letting the water through a nahar hides by making the waters, waters rage but the end is the same. Because the waters of the river rage, you forget that there is a, a source which is aim safe. Therefore says the Rebbe, 
just like when Yidin left Mitzrayim. They split the Yam to reveal the higher waters lower. When Mashiach is going to come, the Abish is going to split the, no, the river. Why? Because the Abishter wants us to know Mayon. The Abishter wants us to know the essence of the water, which is Chochm, which is Atzim. So we continue to read where the number three is. At the bottom of page Samach Beyim, just like when Yidin left Mitzrayim, the Abish had to split the Yam so that the waters which are in Atzilos should come down into the lower worlds, or the worlds of Bria Yitzirasiya should ascend into Atzilos. to give us the Teda then. Says the Halekirebekmekeinbegulasida, the same as Ben Hakma Mashiach. Because it says about Mashiach, just like there was great miracles by Yitzhiyah Svitzayah, there's going to be great miracles when Mashiach comes. Now why do you need a miracle? The simple reason you need a miracle is because you have an enemy. You have a Seine Yisrael, you have a Tzedah Yisrael, you have a Oyev, you have a Mitznakeb, you have enemies that are trying to hurt you. So you have to have miracles to defeat those enemies. But then there's a concept of a miracle that has nothing to do with an enemy. You have a concept of a miracle which prepares Tera. Then, Kriyas Yamsu prepared for the revelation of Tera. And when Mashiach comes, Bikiyas Hanad is going to prepare for the revelation of Pnimiyas HaTera, of the Mayan, of the fountain of the Tera. Shalifnei Gili Pnimiyas HaTera Mashiach. In order for Mashiach to reveal the inner dimension of Tera. Top of page Samach Gimel now. No, the river has to split. And again, the Rebbe says, There's two opinions here. But if you look at note 41, 44, you'll see this is not a Zayar. And in Arizal, this is two opinions in Hasidus. And the way you would say it is, does it mean that the Mayon is Nimshach into the Nahar? Or the Nahar is raised up to the Madrega of the Mayon? We're not going to read this inside. But the bottom line is that you have, Mashiach is going to reveal Torah. But he's not going to reveal Torah against the backdrop of the concealment of Torah. Mashiach is going to reveal the essence of Torah against the backdrop of the concealment of the revelation of Torah. The light of the Torah covers over the essence of the Torah. That's the meaning of the word. The Nahar covers over the Mayon. And Mashiach splits the Nahar so that the, either that the Mayon, the essence of Torah, should be revealed in the Nahar or that the Nahar should be raised up to the Madrego of the Maya. So this is an event, which is not about defeating an enemy, it's about revealing godliness, as the preparation for the giving of the Teda, which is going to be when Mashiach comes. Okay, the Rebbe has a shtickle here about a hand and a stick, which I'm going to skip. I want you to go to Masha'en Ken Liyosid Lovey, okay, which is eight lines in the top of Peit Samagim. Liyosid Lovey Yisiyim Mugman when Mashiach comes, the Ebesh is going to split the river and give us Pnimiya Satera, and then it's going to be the end of Aveda Sashev. Okay? Now skip a line, skip one line, and it then says, the effect is going to be, the uplifting of a physical thing, to become a vessel for godliness. Now stop. Now also, you do a mitzvah, you make a physical thing a kli for godliness. But when you make a physical thing a cleave of godliness today, you don't see it. You're affecting it, but it's not begilud. When Mashiach comes, the physical thing becomes a cleave of godliness, and you see it. To use different words, you see the mayon. There's nothing concealing. 
not the yam conceals, not even the nohar conceals, and you see the essence, the maya. And this is the language that the Rebbe uses. to the degree We're able to see godliness on the level of mohus. Now, I don't want to go into long arichasin. There's two key words here. The first word is ri'iyah, that you can see it. And the second key word is the word mahus, which means the essence. Which explains another idea that it says about Mashiach that he's going to teach Teda. Mashiach is going to teach Teda to the whole nation. And the Rebbe asks the question, the question is, how can Mashiach teach Teda to everybody? Either you teach the big Lomdim or you teach the Pasha to people. How could you teach everybody the same Teda? And the Teret says, because he's not going to teach by using words, he's going to teach by using a visual, he's going to show us. Ach'inyin, who the Teret says, Shalim, which he yomad Mashiach, and call Yisrael, the idea Mashiach is going to teach us. Yebe'efet Shalri'iyas, we'll see it. And what are we going to see? Hamahut, the essence. And again, in the form that I created, we're not just going to see the waters of the Yam. We're not even going to see only the waters of the Nahar. We're going to see the Mayab. We're going to see the shadish of the water the way they are in their shadish. nowadays no concept. And what does it mean to learn by visualization? What does it mean by to learn by seeing the essence? Now we only have what's called which means we have to hear because we cannot see, and we talk about things. We don't see the things themselves. When Mashiach comes, we're going to see, and we're going to see the mahus. And of course, the final point is that's why Mashiach is permanent. The Abisha gave him the Teda, and there's still all kinds of darkness. Why? Because although we're learning Teda, doing mitzvahs, and the Gizeda was broken, and we're bringing godliness down, it's all hidden. When Mashiach comes, it's actually revealed, and therefore it's permanent. Okay, now. So we explain the Pasuk. Mashiach is going to come. He raises up his hand as opposed to a stick. I skipped that part in the Maimah. The Rebbe says the difference between a hand and a stick. A stick you have to use to beat up a dog, to beat up a chutzpah. Lost with love, you're not going to need to use a stick because it's no longer going to be chutzpah. You're going to use your hand. And he's not splitting the yam. He's splitting the nohar. In other words, he's not breaking a concealment. He's breaking a revelation so that we should see the essence. And then the third part, which our Maimah doesn't discuss, is it's going to be split into seven and not into twelve because it's zah and it's not malchus. Don't worry about it. But the important thing is to understand that Kiyas Yamsuf and Kiyas Hanohar are a Gilea Lakus, or a very high level as a preparation for Torah. But Kiyas Yamsuf prepared us for the Gilea of Nigla de Torah, and when Mashiach comes, there's going to be the Kiyas Hanohar, which is going to prepare us for the Gilea of Pnimiyas HaTorah, or the Etzem of the Torah, or to use alternative words, it's going to prepare us for the Mayon, for the fountain of Torah. This is the point of the Mayon. Now, I skipped the half of my And by skipping half of my I cheated you. <laughs> we'll do it on Sunday. What was the half of my I skipped? The half of my I skipped talked about the Reach, about the smell. I don't want to give you the half of my now because I don't want to have to teach you on Sunday. But let me just say that the idea of Reach is the same idea as Reiyah here. Reach, to smell, means to have a connection to Etzel. In other words, when Mashiach comes, learning is not going to be only intellectual. It will be intellectual also. But learning will be knowing the essence itself. And that's the type of Pnibiyas 
That's the Taich Mayan of Torah and so forth. So the connection between what we learned and what we skipped is the part we skipped talked about smell. The part that we learned talked about different levels of Torah and that when Mashiach comes, when the Abish splits the Mayan, the splits the river, the Nahar, which is Bina, will have access to the Mayan, which is Chachma, which is the essence. So Mashiach is going to come and reveal the Madrega of Etzem. Whether you want to call Etzem Reach, or you want to call Madrega of Etzem Re'iya, you want to call the Madrega of Etzem Mohus, or you want to call the Madrega of Etzem Mayan, that's what happens. Mashiach reveals the level of Teda on the Madrega of Etzem. So now the Rebbe says, this explains the idea that Ebishter gave us a Torah and the concept of the Torah is to break barriers but the Torah we have before Mashiach breaks a barrier on the Torah we're going to have from Mashiach breaks a barrier on the deepest levels we can explain that says in Zohar Mashiach also Mashiach will come to make Tzadikim do true. And of course you know that the idea basically is that until Mashiach comes, Tzadikim cannot do tshuva. Mashiach is going to teach Tzadikim how to do tshuva. And the Rebbe's kasha is, What does it mean a Tzadik needs to do tshuva? And what does it mean that a Tzadik can do tshuva? Why is it a kasha? The reason it's a kasha is because both according to the Rambam and the Gemara, as well as according to Primus Telekon Tikavot Rezeir, Tshuva is called the mashchilei b'chele yatid. Tshuva means to pull with extra force. About tshuva is higher than a tzaddik. Why? Because a tzaddik is motivated by a positive motivation. I want to be close to the Eibshter. About tshuva is motivated by a negative motivation. I'm far away from the Eibshter. And there is a logical law which is based on a pasuk. Night comes before day. And in the words of the Gemara, first there's darkness and then there's light. And in the words of Hasidus, this is a quote from my mother Hasidus, no is stronger than yes. This is a rule in Hasidus, no is stronger than yes. The Baal is saying no, the Tzaddik is saying yes. The Tzaddik is saying yes, I want to be closer to the Ebishter. The Baal is saying no, I want to run away from being far from the Ebishter. So the cash is, it's impossible for a tzaddik to do tshuva, he's close. He doesn't have a negative motivation. So the Zayi says, you're right, tzaddik can't do tshuva. That's why b'mokum tshuva, tshuva aimed him, tzaddik aimed him, aimed him, sham. And according to the Gersas HaRambam, b'mokum tzaddik aimed him, tshuva aimed him, aimed tzaddik aimed him, yochoy lim la'amei It's impossible for a tzaddik to be in the place of a bal tshuva, because the tzaddik is motivated by a seitev, and the bal tshuva is motivated by sod so the Rebbe's cash is, how's Mashiach? If a tzaddik can't do tshuva because he's too close, how is Mashiach going to inspire the to do tshuva? They'll be close then also. It says, the Rebbe, the Teretzis, the Hina Yadua, we know, she'inyin tshuva, the idea of tshuva, which means, going away from negative, rather than going to positive, we don't have to do Avedis, to feel far. The requirement for tshuva is only, Shuva simply means I was in one place and I'm going to a different place by going away from that place. Not I'm going to the new place. I'm running away from my old place because I didn't like it because it was a bad place for me. That's true. 
If a person is motivated to go to a better place because it's better, that's not tshuva. But if a person is motivated to go away from an earlier place because that earlier place is bad, that's tshuva. Says the Rabbi, Tzadikim also have a concept of tshuva. That although Shalishayach Eslam, Yin Shachadri Yavan, Tzadikim don't have the Yinav Avedis, Harim Gam Yechelim Lotech Matzalam Akedim, there's a possibility by Tzadikim to go away from a bad place into a good place. And he brings the Gemara, which is brought in against the Chuba, Alderach Maimir Azal, Hoyeragal, Likif Perik Echad, Yon Vet Prakh. You're used to learning one Perik, now you'll learn two Prakh. So he says, Tzadikim have a concept of Chuba. Because when a Tzadik reaches a certain place, and he wants to go to a new place, not because he wants to be better. Because he wants to get away from the limitations of the place he's in, that's in Yenachuk. Says the Zayah, the one who does this completely is Mashiach. This explains about Mashiach, what happens when Mashiach comes? Mashiach reveals the essence. And here you have the word Re'iyah and the word Mahus. You before Reach also means essence. And as I told you before, this is also called Mayon. Says that Abhare Mashiach comes and he reveals Pnimiya What is Pnimiya Satoida? Pnimiya isn't more Chachma. Pnimiya is the Shainish of Chachma. And Pnimiya Satoida is the Shainish of Chachma, the highest Madrege, which we're calling the essence, which we're calling the Maya. Says that Abhare Legabe Atmos. When a Tzaddik sees the Atmos of Elokus, Gambi Maloch of Yosim Tahalah, even the Balochim. Are not sufficient, and the reason a tzaddik will be able to do tshuva when Mashiach comes, because when there's a gili of atmos of alakus, no tzaddik is in madrig of atmos. Every tzaddik is madrig of gili, and since no tzaddik is madrig of atmos, every tzaddik is only a madrig of gili. When the abish that shows etzem, a tzaddik feels far away. A tzaddik doesn't feel close. A tzaddik feels far. And because the tzaddik feels far, he has the negative motivation necessary to do tshuva. That's the answer to the question. The Zayar says, or there's a, uh, a Zayar which Dalton Ebbe writes about the Teda, that says, Mashiach teaches tzaddikim how to do tshuva. And the essence of it is that Mashiach is going to show tzaddikim a negative motivation. And like I said earlier, negative motivation is stronger than a positive motivation. Vahi ere, vahi vekin. The, the Mashiach is going to give a tzaddik a reason to run away from where he is rather than run to something else and what is going to be that that he's a tzaddik but he's in the world of Gilead and next to Etzem he's Rachet just like about Shuv Ezra and only Mashiach who's going to split the Nohav and reveal the Mayon in other words reveal the Etzem is going to be able to motivate a tzaddik in this way because only when Mashiach comes and you see the Yetzim can the biggest tzaddik say I'm far away from the Mabish. And again, you know this because I've talked about this so many times. The Rebbe says that the Alter Rebbe was on this Madrega. The Alter Rebbe was on this Madrega of a tzaddik doing tshuva. Where do you see it? So the Rebbe explained it in the following way. This is, these are words from Masih. Quote, these are words from the Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe had yavust un is given atzilis. The Alter Rebbe knew because he was atzilis. The Alter Rebbe knew because he was the worlds of Ein Seif 
that are higher than Atzilus. So the Alter Rebbe was the epitome of a tzaddik, right? The Alter Rebbe was the richest man possible. And the Alter Rebbe screamed, I'm not satisfied, I'm not happy with Atzilus, I'm not happy with Eitzav. I want you and you alone. Says the Rebbe, how could a person be so rich and so unhappy? How could a person have all that you learned that Al-Tarebbe had and have this desperate need for Atmos and Hus, which made him sick? And again, you know the story also. That when Al-Tarebbe was arrested, he was put in jail. And the Mesida was that the Al-Tarebbe wants to be a king. He wants power. So this is a famous story. They brought in a psycho- psychoanalyst. Whatever kind of mental health they had in those days. And the psychoanalyst examined Al-Tarebbe. And after the examination, he said to the government that they're suspicions are true. The Al-Tarebbe wants to be a king. So they asked him, how do you know? So he says, because I see in this man a want, an urgency. And the want is so strong, the only thing in the world, the only thing in the world that a human being could possibly want so much is power. So Al-Tarebbe suffered because of this. So um, the al heard about this. Al Rebbe heard that someone examined him and said that it's true that he wants to be a melech because he has a want for something which, which is very deep. So Al Rebbe said, it's Taka Emes. But my want is not to be a melech, my want is to be one with the Yedishter. So the Rebbe says, this urgency of the Al Rebbe, that in spite of all of his spiritual wealth, wanted to be one with Atmos, this is the idea of Mashiach making Tadikim do children. Because it's a negative motivation. It's I don't have something and it frustrates me. It's not I want something more. Whatever I have is nothing because I'm in the dark compared to a deeper light. The only Mashiach who reveals Etzim, which has a number of names, Re'ir, Mohus, Mayon, Re'ach, brings Tadikim to the truth. Read it again. Second line from the top. Then you have Tadikim doing Tshuva as well. That they go out of the earlier condition from a negative motivation. Because of the revelation of the Abish to himself. That even a mala is not good enough. And then the Rebbe says, this was also by Meshach Rabbein. I just told you that the Rebbe says it about the Alter Rebbe. Here the Rebbe says about Meshach Rabbein. That Meshach Rabbein was the humblest person who ever lived. So in Mavai, the Bazaar says, Mamarech Hasidis, six lines, Tapa Pech Samach Dalit, Shamesh, Ross, Adel, the Christ of the Mashiach, Mesh, the Bainus for our generation. Shalayi, Yushayach, and Lavon, and Rasaga, we're not going to be able to understand Hasidis. Yi, you was alone, it's very stated, there's going to be all kinds of blockages and concealment. Yi, Yechesh, Echof, there's going to be a darkness which is doubled and redoubled. So, What's going to be unique about our mitzvahs in this great darkness? So in the times of the Friyadik Rebbe, it was B'mesidus Nefesh, as he underlined those two words. And the Rebbe usually says a different blush. This is Tafshin Yudalaf, right? In later years, the Rebbe would take out the words B'mesidus Nefesh and put it instead, Al Yevesh Mepnei Amaligim. The Friyadik Rebbe, this is a mind for the Rebbe Rashab, and I test, part of 57, where this idea of Moshe Rabbeinu was humble compared to our generation. The Rebbe Rashab said it, Right before he passed away, there was the Pshat in the Apostle, that Mesha Rabbeinu saw the last generation, and he was humbled by it. So by the Friyadik Rebbe's dog, that was through Mesidus Nefesh. This is the first Maimon of the Rebbe, so he says still that, Nusikh. 
But later on, the Rebbe will change. Instead of saying that we're Makayim Mitzvah from Sinus Nefesh, we're not Mesfal. We're not Eifin Fal Yevish of Amalim. Four lines from the end of the paragraph. The Inyan Zeh Paul Bittalaitzel Mesh. Mesha saw Yidin in the future with no Mailas. And nevertheless, they're going to serve the Eivish to what I'm saying is Nefesh. And Al Yevish of Niamalikim and humble them. It says that Rebbe Yashlema, but that Echefshe, but Pirish Adobe, the Pshat is. Shemesha, Hirgesh, Sa'ili, the Mashiach. Mesha saw such Jews. And it made him realize what Mashiach is. Show Inyan Gili, Atsam, as Musaim, Salvarhu. That's revelation of the essence. Baharaya, a Yid with no motivation, is motivated to tell him it's. In other words, the implication is that the generation of Ikhlas of the Mashiach is motivated by the Koyach of Mashiach. How could a Yid, in the darkest of Golas, with the greatest of Allah's Vestatim, be a Yid that Koyach comes from Mashiach? What is that Koyach? A Koyach that comes from Atmos. And Moshe was humbled by this. This makes even a Tzadik do Tshuva. And the Rebbe finishes the Inyan Zepor, Gam Eitzel Meshe, Tnuasa Tshuva. And this was Moshe Rabbeinu's Tshuva. How did Meshach Rabbeinu do Tshuva? He became jealous of Yid. So the Rebbe says that Moshe Rabbeinu achieved Meshach Tshuva by looking at us. What did he see in us? He saw in us an Indian which is already Mashiach, even though we're only Ikhfas of the Mashiach. Because what motivates a year to do a mitzvah and learn Tehra with such a lumbar And the only answer in the words of the Rebbe is Gilu Atzimus of Musa and so anyway, this is really why I wanted to learn this Maimed. And like I said, the next Maimed talks much more about this idea that Mashiach makes tzaddikim do tshuva because he reveals an etzem. And the Gabi etzem, even the biggest tzaddik, is rochek and he wants to get close. And then the Rebbe finishes. The Rebbe brings the Pasuk, which is also in the Avtaid of Achim Shor Pesach. We're going to thank the Ebishter for giving us tzaddik. Yashiv Abcha, return, take back your anger, O Tanachameni, and give me consolation. Shakavana Badehi, the meaning of this is, Shetia Aidal Zeh, when Mashiach comes, we will thank the Abishtah, Al Zeh Gufa Shanachtabi, on the challenges. Now, why would you thank the Abishtah for Tzadis? Thank the Abishtah for going out of the Tzadis? It's the same question of why is Tishabov going to be a Yomtif? Just be happy that it's no longer a fast day. And the tenet is, Vahayin Bazeh. Commission is by Yalil, but my was Harveda Deir Chazer. Shedafka Yadeya Alam is Vestadim. It's the challenges, Magiyim Lamayvagis. The Etzim is revealed when you remove all the light. For the Chayin and therefore, Eid Chahavayal Zer will thank for the Abishtim. Shall Nafka be that he took away all the Giluyim, he made it almost impossible to serve the Abishtim. He will just save Zayv because in the end, he Nedafka Yadeya Harveda Deir Chazer. Serving Hashem under these conditions of extreme darkness, that reveals Mashiach. So again, the Rebbe is saying that Mashiach reveals Etzem, and as a consequence of this, there's no such person for whom there can't be a Vedas even the biggest son. And then the Rebbe finishes very emotionally. That person, which means the Rebbe. He was sickened by our Avedis. He was crushed from our sins. He carried our illnesses. And he pained in our pain. We'll take us to the true and holy, perfect, and peaceful Giyula. 
which is Galab Milos Aveda, the El Chazan, you'll see the Milo of Etzem, which is Yashu Abchot Nachameni. Now I'm going to go out and live and make a statement that if the Rebbe had said this Maimir 30 years later, he would have skipped these few lines. <laughs> the idea of saying thank God for Tzodes was something in later years that ever completely uh, negated. This is the beginning of the Rebbe. Anyway, so we learned, what did we learn? Today we learned the Mashiach part of the Maimir. And the idea that Mashiach reveals Etzem, and because Mashiach reveals Etzem, even Tzadikim do Tshuva. Sunday we're going to learn the Haskola of Etzem. It's quite involved.